bad landlords and skinny buildings. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. The new building in Sydney is, they're describing it as a sky scratcher because it's <laughs> too, too thin to be called a skyscraper. Mm. I think they're interesting splitting hairs there, but <laughs> that's our main topics of conversation and a move to have a blacklist of bad landlords. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain with the Sydney Morning Herald and the Melbourne Age. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. So, Sue, you've been talking to somebody about a blacklist for landlords. Yes, um, they had a really bad experience renting property, and they're actually also a landlord themselves, so they know what they're talking about. Right. And they had a bad experience, uh, lots of things went wrong, um, repairs, problems, and and the landlord's mother used to visit their home without giving notice and all that kind of thing. Right. They went to fair trading, then went to NCAT and got an order against their landlord. But they kind of feel that there are lots of lousy landlords out there and they deserve to be highlighted so that when you go to rent an apartment or a house that you actually know what their... Well, what the track record is. Yeah, Yeah. whether they're good, whether they have good tenant references, Mm. whether they've had rulings against them in NCAT in the past, whether they've got a bad reputation or whether they're a great landlord. Well, a blacklist is not going to list people who are great landlords. So there's a kind of separate thing, isn't it? Sure. Okay. So we've got a blacklist. I think you're splitting hairs now, Jimmy. No, no. no, We've got a blacklist for tenants, Mm. right? Yes, that's right. And that's a privately run blacklist. And I think that's quite difficult. It's very hard to get off of once you're on there. Yeah. But there should be an equivalent for bad landlords. So you get on the tenants blacklist by... Um, defaulting on your rent, damaging property. First of all, you've got to find out if you're on the blacklist. Yeah, and that's then, true. And if you've had a bad experience with a, a landlord, you might probably check to see if they've just said, mm. this is a bad tenant, put them on the, the blacklist. Just and suddenly to, when you're being turned down by lots of other... Yeah, and you can't understand why, and then mm. you find out your previous landlord... One of the bad landlords has said, oh, this is a bad tenant. Maybe a good landlord has said this is a bad tenant. Yes, yes, but I'm saying a bad landlord would say you were a bad tenant when you hadn't been a bad tenant. That's right. Yes. A good landlord, yes. I may be being naive here, but a good landlord would not say you were a bad tenant if you had not been a bad tenant. No, that's Is right. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. But yeah, a good landlord could also put you on the blacklist if you are actually a bad tenant. Yes. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> So now let's move to the bad landlord scenario, and 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 let's not get too specific about the person that you spoke to. Mm. Well, they're now putting up a petition, and it's online, and they're inviting people to sign it. And I think they're, they're aiming for twenty thousand signatures. It's going to the legislative assembly. Yeah, and uh, it's got member Jenny Leong from the New South Wales government behind it. Yeah, um, and they're very much hoping that they can get passed into law this landlord's blacklist. And basically, it will be a list of all NCAP findings against landlords. So it's an official list, right, really. Right, right. Because as you know, 
when NCAP makes a finding against landlords, that's not actually registered on their website, is it? You can't Often, look it up. no, no. Yeah. I mean, they, they used to have everything, every decision they ever made you could find. But in recent years, they've they've been quite selective. It tends to be things that have gone to appeal um, or or aspects that kind of define new aspects of the law generally or, or they just pick a few at random but you certainly don't get that blanket coverage of every mm. NCAT decision turning up online which is a shame actually because it used to be a very good way of finding out dodgy developers mm, sure because you could go to the NCAT decisions and then look at the names of the people and the companies and then check back through ASIC but anyway mm. the thing about the petition is I think they have to reach 20,000 and that then forces Parliament to at least discuss the mm. issue, provided there is an MP, a member of Parliament. Willing to sponsor it. Yeah, and mm. they have that yeah, with Jenny right. Leon. Yeah. And they also have a president in Victoria. Right. Because Victoria, on March the 29th, is going to introduce a similar kind of landlord's blacklist system. Right. Um, they've got changes to their Residential Tenancies Act. Yeah. Um, and they're all going to, they're meant to be coming into force much earlier, but because of COVID, they've been delayed. So they're yeah. coming in on March 29th. And that includes a provision for a landlord's blacklist as well. So there is a president over there. Right. They don't have landlords in Victoria anymore. They call them rental providers. Oh, okay. I think they've decided landlord is a bit gender specific. <laughs> and, and it's a bit old fashioned, I guess. A bit old fashioned, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you kind of get the idea that the landlord is going to ride up on their horse and. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> see. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that works out over there. And I was talking to the New South Wales Tenant Union about this plan, and they were saying, yeah, it's a, a good idea, but they feel it doesn't really go far enough. They'd like to see a register of landlords or rental providers. Mm. And so people actually have to register and then they get licensed and they maybe have to do a little course um, so that they can qualify to be right. a rental provider. That. Because they say it's running a business. And when you run a business, you have to you know certain things. You have to know your rights and responsibilities. But many people buy a property, rent it out, and they have no idea how to manage their business or what they're meant to do for their tenants. Right. I guess for the this dreaded phrase, the mum and dad investors, mm. it's a bit much, really. But, you know, you could say, look, here's your choice. Either you run it yourself and do this little course and register, mm. or you do that it through a fair. rental agent because mm. they would – are supposed to know what what yeah. their responsibilities are. Yeah, the tenants' unions say, well, the government, as we know, has been discussing forever doing a register of short-term accommodation providers yes. with Airbnb and Stays yes. and those kind of platforms. And they say, well, if they can do it for them, although they haven't done it yet, yeah. they should also be doing it for long-term accommodation providers too because this is people's lives we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we all know, we've all had – Probably everybody's had terrible rental experiences in the mm. past. I know we have too. Yeah. Um, I remember we rented an apartment once and the carpet was absolutely putrid, absolutely yeah. awful. And we asked, kept asking through the agent if we could have new carpet. And eventually the agent said, yes, the landlord has agreed for new carpet. And they came in, took out the old carpet and put in this incredible carpet, which yeah. was kind of nylon. And every time you walked on it, you got an electric shock. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was just it's so horrible. awful. 
Yeah. And we we decided we couldn't live there anymore. We ended up having to move. Yeah. I and remember that landlord, the, the rental agent, in fact. We went to his office uh, to sign the new lease, and we were like three minutes late. I remember him telling the secretary, go and have your lunch. And she said, don't you need me to witness this new lease agreement? And he said, just go and have your lunch. And and we're watching all this. And then I said, we're here to 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 sign the new lease. And he said, I don't have anybody to witness it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like trying to torture renters, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? it was like it was... Well, I'm punishing you for being three minutes late. Yeah. And I remember I went absolutely ballistic at this guy. And mm. I said, I just saw what you just did. Mm. I'm not stupid. Yeah. And and then the manager of the real estate agency came out and said, what's going on here? And I explained it to him and he said, that's fine. I'll witness it. And the rental agent was beside himself. <laughs> but I saw as we were leaving, the manager of the real estate agency saying, right, you come. Yeah, good. I need, we need to have a chat, <laughs> you and I. I think it's quite regular that, that some property managers can be bullies. Yes. And maybe if they don't like their job very much or they're frustrated in some way, they can take it out on tenants really as well. We've got friends who um, their kids are renting. And I remember lots of things were going wrong with the apartment, but they were really nervous about telling the agent because they didn't want the agent to get it fixed and then possibly hike up their rent. Yeah. And they were absolutely terrified. And yeah. that's an awful way to have yeah. to live. Yeah. And I mean, if renting is going to be a much bigger way of life in Australia in the future, we have to make sure that being a renter is a much more pleasant experience than it has perhaps in the, been in the well, past. Well, security of tenure would mm. be something. Yeah. And then just being treated decently. Mm. And, you know, the, the some of these bad landlords we've been hearing about, a lot of them are lawyers and they're bullies <laughs> and they've got mates in the tribunal and... You know, the the tenant goes in there looking at, well, these are my rights and these are my responsibilities and I'm in the right here. And then they suddenly find that the the mm. member of the tribunal and the landlord are chuckling about their last golf game. And oh. you think, uh, mm. I may yeah. as well just go home. Okay, after this, we're going to be talking about the skinniest building planned for Sydney and Australia, for that matter. That's after this. So what's this skinny building, Jimmy? It is. I can tell you where it is or it's going to be. It's at 410 Pitt Street in Sydney, down in the grubby end of Pitt Street near the Central Station mm-hmm. in Haymarket. It's going to be very thin. It's going to be 6.4 metres wide. Wow. Making it the skinniest high rise in Australia. The previous record holder is the Phoenix Apartments in Melbourne, which is 11.2 metres wide. So this is about half the width of that. Wow. Uh, And the Phoenix building, that's apartments, is it? Yeah. 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 So, um, and it's quite spectacular. It's it's on... um, Flinders Street. Flinders Street, yeah. Yeah. And it's got that kind of blue shapes around the front of the building, which make it look even more extraordinary than it already is. Oh, nice. It's a very striking building. So this one, the architects are Durback Block Jaggers. Oh, yeah. Very well-known architectural firm. Yeah. Yeah, they've done... You're aware of a couple of buildings they've Mm. done. Yeah, they did the Barcelona building in Potts Point. Yeah, Kind of... Yeah. Yeah. That curvy building. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a bit of digging. 
mm-hmm. and I went on their website, and we'll put a link on the the show notes. And uh, it's got these fabulous illustrations of of their plans. And it's meant to be a hotel, isn't it? It's not apartments. It's a hotel, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a hotel. And wow, the comments on the the website. Architects are really vicious. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. And people say, "Oh, this is a second-year architecture project, and it's just, it's just puffery, and there's never, there will never be a building there, and blah 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 blah." Somebody said, "There's a well, there's a DA in at Sid, City of Sydney," and somebody wrote, "Well, that was withdrawn five days ago." I thought, well, "What's going on here?" Mm. So I went to the City of Sydney website. The detailed plans are incredible. I mean, there's no way that this was just, you know. A, a, a flight of fancy. A back of the envelope. Yeah, sketch. you know, just, let's mm. get some publicity by putting in a, a project that will never happen, that mm. kind of thing. This is very real. Mm. The building at the moment is three stories in between two. Um, well, there's on the one side, you've got Miramar Apartments. Mm. And on the other side, you've got the West End Hotel, mm. which kind of looks a bit New York-y. Mm. Um, you can see from a tattered sign at the front that it used to be called the West End Backpackers. All so, right. yeah. so it's uh, mm. you know it's not in great nick you mm. would assume. So this place it's a it's a f- small frontage looks like it's been a restaurant on the ground floor, mm. but it goes way back into the into the oh, gap between okay. the two buildings. Yeah, and it was a seventy four room boarding house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what they're going to replace it with is a seven floors of podium at the bottom. That's going Mm. to have all the services and things like that. Yeah. And then it's a hundred meters up. Wow, that's pretty high. Yeah. And the and the interesting thing is because it's narrow and and goes back. What they've done is it's kind of if you imagine they've drilled down from the roof at two points and put in circular light wells Mm. so the two rooms adjacent to those light wells each have natural light coming in which is kind of interesting um the very top two floors are going to be a spa and there's going to be a kind of lip balcony thing that comes out at the very top so you'll have Mm. fabulous views um but it's interesting i hadn't realized because they're taking over what has been a boarding house they have to find accommodation for the residents of the boarding house before they can oh. demolish. Oh, okay. Or at least they've got to come up with a plan. Yeah, sure. I think they've got to pay the relocation expenses of the people in the boarding house and things like that, which is nice. Mm. You know, they kind of... And there are lots of new boarding places, these new generation boarding houses yeah. around. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be plenty of accommodation available. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, I have a. I, we'll put the link on the on the show notes, but people should have a look. I think it's going to be fantastic. The area could do with something like that. Yeah, why should Melbourne get all the spectacular buildings? Exactly. Although we have had a few lately. Yeah. But um, although it's going to be a hotel, presumably this could provide a bit of a template for those small sites that are laying unused around the city and in other suburbs. Mm. You could actually imagine tall, thin buildings being created for apartments as well in the future. Well, one of the interesting things they're saying about this is because of where it is and the size of the site and the size of the the building they're going to put in there, they can't put cranes in. Oh, right. So they're going to basically build it level by level. 
and they, they're saying it's going to be virtually hand built. You know, you you oh. do one level and then they'll put the forms in and they'll pour the concrete in the next level and the next level. Oh, it'll be That's, interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, but it's a big, big project. Mm. I think it's 173 rooms mm. it's going to have. And each of them, as we said, will have at least a, a glimmer of natural light. Although that doesn't seem to be... I mean, we've stayed in hotels where you can get a cheaper room if you don't want a window. Mm, yeah. It kind of gets a bit weird after a couple of days, but <laughs> it's it's possible. Mm, yeah. And it looks like the kind of hotel that, you know, you people would arrive at the station from the airport and, you know, drop the bags for a couple of nights and then maybe head off to somewhere else. But mm. I think it looks really, really, really interesting building. Great. When we come back, some good news for pets. They're getting their own apartment blocks now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's after this. So tell me about the the friendliest pet friendly apartment block <laughs> in the world, I think. <laughs> Um, that's a tall order, isn't it? Well, Crown Group have um, have built a new building, a Waterloo waterfall, mm-hmm. um, which is quite remarkable because of a big waterfall. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be the, the highest waterfall running down a building in the world as well. All right. But they realised that people were wanting to keep pets in apartments, so they've designed it specifically to make it easier for pet lovers to have their pets there. They've got lots of ground area, lots of grassed areas for, for dogs, lots of internal gardens. Yeah. And they've also got a couple of um, places in their retail base of the yeah. building, specifically for pets as well. Right. <laughs> they've got a cat cafe. Right. Called, I think it's called You Meow. <laughs> Which is right. sweet, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And they've also got a dog grooming salon. Well, maybe you can do groom cats there as well. An animal grooming. I mean, our Just cats gro- wouldn't yeah. like grooming, no, but some no. cats might. You never know. Mm. And so that's an interesting development. So they've really, got a little doggy park, basically. Yeah, that's right. Look, yeah, they've got um, 3,600 square metres of dog-friendly parks. Wow. Uh, so pretty amazing. I wonder if really. it's one of those dog parks where they've got things for dogs to jump through and stuff. Oh, that would be fun to watch, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yeah. Really? Like sheepdog, border collie trials. Yeah, that trials. Kind of, oh, yeah. sheep. Oh, that would be great. You'd love that. <laughs> You'd would, have to yeah, buy one I'd, there. I'd go and live there and get a border collie <laughs> and fulfill my lifelong ambition. Yeah. Um, and the cat thing, is that related to these rescue cats? That's right. Yeah, they're rescue cats. So you can go down and sort of make friends with a cat and then feel guilty about leaving it there and maybe so and, and worry you that it won't be there when you come back next time. Yeah, maybe so. Right. Cuz that, that's a really good idea, isn't it? Because yeah. there are so many rescue cats wanting homes. So yeah. if if the cafe takes 10 and then find that they only have 5 after, you know, they they kind of open the next day and find they've only got 5. <laughs> And people have come in and stolen their favourite cats, right? Or asked to adopt them. Uh, then, um, then they get think, another. I don't think taking a cat out of the cafe is quite the same as stealing sugar sachets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of it'd be kind of nice for cats, won't it? Because they'll get lots of affection, yeah, lots of cuddles, yeah. Although some cats don't like, like cuddles, don't really. Like cuddles. No, but um, most normal cats would really probably have a good time in there. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, right. Well. Thank you very much for that. We've run out of time. Okay, no um, worries. Thanks for coming in, talking about everything, sky scratchers and bad landlords and happy days for cats. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap Podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flat-chat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.